What is up, everybody? Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever it is you're listening. My name is Alan Duarte, and welcome to episode four of the Freaking Fitness Podcast, where every single Monday, you can hear my conversations with all kinds of influencers within the fitness community. From CrossFit and bodybuilding to nutrition and psychology, I'm excited for you to join me as I learn all about the ways we can stay freaking fit. On our first three episodes, I sat down with Storm Kaufman, who is the head coach of Frickin' CrossFit, as well as the Florida Grid League's Miami Freaks, and we analyzed the 2018 CrossFit Open workout of that specific week. And now that the Open is over, sadly, it's time to have some fun, and I mean some real fun. On episode one of the podcast, we had the pleasure of speaking with Frickin' Nutrition's very own Javier Melian, and we spoke for a short time about how to prepare for the Open from a nutrition perspective. I had such good feedback from our listeners. They were even begging for more nutrition talk with Javi. Well, your wish is my command. For episode four, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Javi once again and dove headfirst into why he refers to himself as a health coach and not specifically a nutritionist, as well as what differentiates freaking nutrition from other providers. He takes a science-based approach and incorporates nutrition concepts such as flexible eating ideology, behavioral eating habits, and accountability to structure a fully customized program that will work for that athlete. We also discuss what difficulties he and his athletes may face throughout the process and how he attacks their different goals. As an athlete of hobbies, it was fun to get away from talking about my dad bod personally and pick his brain about nutrition in general. And I did get to fit in some listener questions, including what are some of his favorite spots when he decides to eat out. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Javi. Hope you guys enjoy. The Open is finally over. Um, I'm excited to say the least because it's a stressful time because you're not really getting the same amount of training in and it, it's just, it, it's just a weird time for athletes, especially in the CrossFit community. And that last day, that last workout, huge gasp of air. Yep. And the one cool thing is that you have now, which we'll get into the difference between, you know, you know, you always differentiate yourself as you know you're a health coach not only nutritionist and and you have all of your athletes technically technically taking the entire week off and just that just focusing on themselves and and just letting everything just kind of get back into the flow of things yeah definitely so um just like you mentioned one of the uh one of the biggest thing with with the open is yeah we train all year for it and by week three we want it to be over we um we're, we're really stressed out. By week one, I was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> You're done, right? Yeah. So we're really stressed out. Um, we're we're losing sleep maybe a day or two before that. Um, you're you're just you're really overthinking things. Your your whole schedule gets out of whack, and um and your CNS is fried by this time of the year. Um, the idea is you should be peaking at this time of the year, and that means there needs to be a deload. And a five week of peaking is is pretty severe on your on on the system. Um, and one of the things that, that our athletes are doing that maybe not every athlete is doing is they're really also stressed about their diets, um, which is a great thing, obviously. But it can also take its toll when you're very concerned with, hey, I need to have this uh, amount of carbs before my work. I need to have this amount after. I need to coordinate all my meals. All this stuff stresses them out. So I, like you mentioned, I tell them, hey, um, that's it. Once you got that last, if you redid it, uh, once you're done. That's it for that week. Get off your phones. Uh, do, don't track your macros. Trust that you've already learned uh, what needs to be learned as far as eating intuitively goes. 
um, and really just back off and, and maybe even get outside the gym as much as possible. You know, if, if you live up north and go out for a hike, if you're down here, go to the beach, you know, training takes up a lot of time. Um, chances are some of your relationships may have suffered or taken a step back during the, t- the training time and leading up to the open. So now is the time to kind of make up for that and really get outside the gym. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it it does help when your significant other also loves the same thing and is in the gym as much as you are or even more. And, um, you know, you bring up a good point in the, in the fact of you you tell you you coach your athletes in, hey, go out. And do something other than just work out. A lot of people think and they mistake that they need to be in the gym 24-7 in order to get a good workout in. And I think that's something that differentiates you and freaking nutrition from maybe other programs that are out there. So before we continue on, um, a little bit of background, Javi, on yourself. How you got to this point, how you came up with freaking nutrition, and uh, what differentiates you from maybe other providers out there of maybe they're trying to do the same thing as you are. Maybe it's maybe strictly a nutritionist. Um, What's the difference with those? Yeah. So um, I guess my coaching style originates with the fact that I've lived through what a lot of people are suffering with, um, specifically people who are trying to lose weight. Um, I started, I was overweight uh, through high school, nothing, you know, nothing severe where it was like as a hindrance, but um, you still get a little insecure and you just want to lose weight. Um, so I, I had joined wrestling, and, and my coach then asked me to drop down to 215. I was about 247, 250 then, playing football. And so I did it. I did it the wrestling way. Run a whole lot, starve yourself, spit in cans, and, and really just make weight 215. I made it. Um, not to my surprise now, um, I gained the weight right back fairly quickly. Um, and, and it wasn't like I was trying to. It just, it just happened. You know, The moment I went back to eating normal and obviously running a whole lot less um, in football, uh, it just happened. So long story short, I, I, I gain weight, lose weight uh, throughout a couple seasons to for wrestling and then for football. And at the, when I when I go off to play football in Indiana, I um, my roommate in college, his name is Carrie. Carrie's a two time leukemia survivor. Stood shredded. Right. Makes no sense to me how everyone's fairly out of shape or really doesn't have a great physique. And then this dude who's gone through cancer twice, um, you know, chemo and, and, and medication and all the whole nine. Yeah, he's looking better than most people. So I asked him, what, it, what, what, what was it, you know, what is he doing differently from all of us? And, and it was simple. It, he had focused on his nutrition. So he introduced me to a, to a certain diet. But I, I went past that. You know, I kept learning. I knew there was more to it. And that really sparked my kind of my love for nutrition, if you will. Um, going from there, I came back. And I, I went to FIU and I switched majors. Supposed to go to, into law school. That wasn't <laughs> for me. Yeah, I... Um, and I'm glad, man. I, I really am. So I went uh, with psychology. I really, it really piqued my interest. And, and that's more than anything, I think that's what differentiates freaking nutrition. We're not just concerned with, yes, the macros are important. The numbers are important. But you also have to know people. Um, you have to know that that this people's lives aren't easy and you have to try to meet them there. And, and I think that's one of the biggest things we pride ourselves on. Um, one is really the communication between the client and uh, coach. So if, if you guys know me, I try to stay on top of everyone. We have a pretty active uh, Facebook group. And, and on there, that communication really helps me, one, get to know you guys, um, and, and two, know how to tailor what we do to make you successful. Um, and I think, I think one, of the, one of the biggest things is focusing on the long term. Um, 
you know, if you go on Instagram right now or, or you see a commercial, everything's 90 day yeah. fix, 30 day yeah. fix. So how can I lose 10 pounds in seven days? I've it, it may have been bad marketing at first for me, but uh-huh. I was against that. I was very much against that. And to this day, I still am. Um, but I think that's also created, uh, I guess, good marketing in the long run as far as, you know, people knowing that, OK, you know, this is right. This is for life. This isn't something I need to. I'm going to lose 20 pounds and gain it right back. No, this is something that I can make an adjustment for the rest of my life. Yeah, I, I think you do a great job of that. Of, of setting that standard in the beginning. You know, I, I recently started with freaking nutrition. It's been my first week on it. And, and and the months leading up to it, we talked about me joining. And the first thing you said is like, hey, it's it's a three-month commitment. And you tell that to all your clients. And I think that's important because they need to know that, hey, I'm heading into this. This is not something that's going to happen just like that. It's going to take time. It's going to take the effort. And if, the, if I'm paying for three months, that means I, I better be ready to put the effort in. Right. And it's interesting that you bring up that you got a degree in psychology because I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you went to school with that for that. And I think it's interesting because it will lead it into the fact that you um, promote yourself, mark yourself as a health coach, not just a nutritionist, because I think that's the psycholo- the psych- psychological part of it is a big aspect of it Yeah, in the sense of, of, of sleep and what kind of state of mind are you in right now? Did something happen in your family? And, you know, I, I bring up the fact that you in wrestling and, and the big weight cut mentally, that takes a huge toll on yourself and, and you can transition that into whether it's CrossFit or bodybuilding, um, in the sense of you, maybe you need to cut weight and mentally, physically you want to do whatever it takes to get there, but mentally you may not be able to take that. So what's the difference between, um, being that all around, I guess you can say, um, jack of all trades health coach than specifically just a nutritionist yeah so what i guess the biggest thing is you know not to, not not every nutritionist is this way but i think um they for, for the most part they focus a little bit too much on okay eat this don't eat this eat this don't eat this stick to the plan and what happens is people um as much as they really want to stick to the plan you know whether it's an anniversary your kid's birthdays uh something at work you know uh I mean, something as simple as, you know, I had, I had one of my clients text me the other day, hey, I forgot my lunch at work. I'm sorry, at, uh, at home. And they had left for work the whole day. Now they're stuck without two of their meals. You know, what do they do? Fortunately, they're able to go out for lunch where they work. Yeah. And they were, and, you know, I gave them some suggestions as far as where you can go. And I think, I think that's the biggest thing. It's, it's just knowing that, that people aren't, uh, they're, they're not perfect. You know, they're, yeah. And, and they're not able to accommodate everything you're going to ask them to do. So you have to instead of telling them, hey, have, you know, chicken and broccoli and rice for for lunch. Yeah, sure. That's a great meal. But what happens if they forget it? You know, instead, you want to arm them with the tools and, and the decision making ability in order to whatever scenario they run into, they can make the best choice. And it's not going to be the perfect one, but at least it's it's you know, it's not going to hinder them in the long run. Yeah. And and that. That can be, you know, maybe a bump in the road or, or a difficulty you face. I want to know what is what are some other difficulties and, and maybe it's it's that's may, might, might be the biggest thing. People, the accountability factor of it, like, hey, I need to make sure like my meals are prepped. I need to make sure everything's accounted for. I need to get my macros in order. Or it could be the fact of the one that came up right now is what happens if if someone like the specific food that someone doesn't like. And yet a nutritionist is telling them like, hey, you need to have this, this and this rather than in this case, it's like you told me like, hey, if it fits and, you know, be smart about it. But if it fits, 
go ahead. Right. So at the end of the day, it's, you know, there's the law of thermodynamics is, is going to be in, you know, calories in versus calories out. Obviously, there's a very big case to be made about quality and, and it matters. But if if I were to tell you, no, listen, you have to eat, you know, this whole like, uh, what is it? The whole 30 challenge. You have to eat unprocessed, th- these perfect foods and and you take it out of context, you know, it, it, one, it's not readily available, unfortunately. Um, and, and two, for some people, it's just it's not it's not plausible. Like they just can't mentally do it. And that's OK. You know, um, we live in a society where we're constantly being pressured by. And, and I, this is one of the things I was going to touch on is is um, kind of like social pressure to mm-hmm. eat bad or to drink. Um, and I think that's actually the biggest, biggest, I guess, uh, factor that goes into people having a hard time following a diet. At first, I thought it might be accountability, like you mentioned. And and for the longest time, you know, as a coach, I'm still growing. And for the longest time, this is what I thought. It was, you know what? I'm here to be for people to be accountable and for me to guide them. Uh, but no, it's it's actually the I mean, one of the other bigger biggest things is pressure from co-workers. If you go out to eat yeah. with co-workers and you know what? Um, somebody's buying a round of drinks or someone's, uh, you know, hey, we're having a company meeting at, I don't know, BJ's Brewhouse, yeah. for example. There's not a lot of choices there, you know? And if and if you make the right choices, maybe people are going to ask you, oh, what are you on a diet, you know? Or you're not having yeah. a drink. Like, they kind of frown upon you making a good decision for yourself. Um, that's super unfortunate. But you, you know, part of me being a coach is identifying these and then telling people, listen, it's OK. Your your goals are bigger than, than other people's opinion of you. Um, honestly, the only people's opinion that should matter are yours and, yeah. and your family's. A hundred percent. And and it's funny because as I am as I was preparing to start freaking nutrition, a uh, few of your clients, you know, they come they come here to freaking cross it where we both work out and they came up to me and told me like, hey, just be ready. Just be ready. You know, remember last week when you wanted to come, when you were forcing me to come out after the open, have a drink with you guys, enjoy, just, just be ready because <laughs> when you're, when you're on it and you have already had your macros for the day or you don't have that many macros left or you know that whatever you're going to get there isn't going to fit, it isn't going to be worth it, especially when you're so invested in it, that's going to be a hard decision. Right. And that's exactly what I try to stress is. Listen, you can have, for the most part, whatever you want if you, you know, plan for it. Now, say you didn't plan for it and the, pres- and the, the situation presents itself where you're going to go over on your macros. Now you have to make a conscious decision, okay? Are you okay with maybe not making progress that week? Or are you okay, or, you know, or, are you okay with just telling people, hey, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to make it out tonight? Or, you know what, or you just drink water that day while everyone's at the bar. You know, you just have to know what your goals are and sticking to them. It's tough, but it's worth it. You know, it's always it's it it's never not worth it. Yeah. So so how would you uh, tell somebody or not, I want to say tell? How would you coach someone if you know they come up to you like, hey, Javi, you know, Saturday is uh, my birthday. We're going out, whether it's to the club, whether it's to the bar. How should I plan for that? As far as my macros and, and, and such. Yeah, so we've ran into this situation a lot, and everyone knows I'm pretty laid back when it comes to that. If it's your birthday, it's once a year, right? Enjoy it. Um, now, if it, it also depends who you are, mm-hmm. right, and what your goals are. If you're, let's say, a regional athlete or a games athlete, if you're a CrossFitter or a bodybuilder, you know, four or five weeks out, out from stepping on stage, then guess what? You're going to have to sacrifice, and maybe you're going to celebrate after uh, that competition. But if, uh, if, you know, if you're kind of like part of the 99% of the yeah. population, listen, that day, if, if you know you're going out at night, 
then maybe during the day stay low carb and low fat just chances are you're going to be consuming mostly fat and mostly carbs at night um so that would be my my uh i guess my advice but for the most part just celebrate man have fun and you know just get right back on it tomorrow uh your your body forgives you believe it or not especially because we're not really going to limit you from any certain kind of uh macro or, or like a big calorie restriction so People won't suffer from it. Yeah. So, and with with freaking nutrition, you focus more mostly mainly on the macro side of things, counting your macros, and you like you you brought it up earlier with all the marketing out there. It's all these different diets, and and it's 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 gonna work. From the results that I've seen from the clients that you have with with uh, freaking nutrition, can you say that with accountability? together that macro dieting may be foolproof yeah so i've i've i myself have thought this like hey in what situations won't this work right and and obviously it's hormones is is probably the biggest thing if if someone's you know thyroid is out of whack or or even if they you know what if they've kind of done a lot of yo-yo dieting throughout the years their metabolism could be uh, slowed down a little bit not wrecked or damaged or you know nothing nothing severe but um it might just take us a little longer to fine tune the numbers to where they need to be. But assuming someone is hitting their macros, someone is consistently obviously um, checking in. And I say check in because say I give you and I calculate your, your macros, I get you started and your weight loss is the goal. You stop. You don't lose weight that week, even though you were perfect. One, there could obviously be some stress related factors and, and, and maybe some miscalculation on your part. Um, but assuming that that everything's good, then your metabolism adjusted to those numbers. So we just tweak them. As far as I don't like guarantee any of it, and I don't think anyone should because everyone's so different. Um, but I think for 99% of the population, the macros work. Um, and it's not it's not so much macros, you know, like macros as a diet. It's just the fact that if you need to lose weight, you need to eat, consume less calories than your body requires to maintain its weight. And if you want to gain weight. Do the opposite. You consume more than your body requires to maintain weight. Trust me, I I understand that part because <laughs> I have been eating the last week more than I've ever ate in my entire life. It, it and it it really it, it it isn't easy at first. Yeah, you know I I sometimes like the other night I had to literally force myself to scarf down a sweet potato because I needed the carbs. Yeah. So um, it, so how do you attack that? You brought in the the fat loss. How do you attack those athletes that that need to gain weight and they're eating more than they ever have before. Yeah, so with that's actually one of the I a lot of people think losing weight's tougher. I would actually argue that gaining weight is tougher. Um, for sure. I mean, for with me throughout all high school, I weighed maybe 150. First year of college, maybe 155, 150. And then finally junior senior year of high, of college when I started taking my nutrition a little bit more seriously, I was able to finally start gaining weight. But it, it, it was honestly one of the hardest things for me to do was gain weight and maintain it. For sure. For sure. So maintaining your weight, there's a huge range of calories that you can eat to maintain your weight for the most part. Um, then we got to find out what the surplus is. For the surplus, for a lot of people, um, they're not happy about it. It sounds like a ridiculous amount of food that they need to put down. So um, as far as when that happens, what I try to do is keep things in their diet that is very easily digestible. So... You know, people who are trying to gain weight, vegetables are great, but I'm not going to have them eat a ton of it just because it takes up stomach space. And the last thing you want to do is take up stomach space with low calorie foods. 
as opposed to, you know, going with something that's more calorically dense and quickly digesting. White rice is a great example. White rice is awesome. Um, it's very easy on the digestive system and you can have a ton of it uh, and not feel too sick from it. And, and uh, well, and, you know, we'll get like smoothies and juices and, and really in fruit. You know, those those kind of things are going to help because, again, you can have a lot of them. They pack a lot of calories quite quickly and then they have the nutrients that we're after in order to grow. Um, one of the other things, and, and I think this is the difference also, you know, between a nutritionist and, and, and a health coach, I would say, is not all nutritionists give the proper, I guess, uh, the the they don't they don't take into account how important exercise is right um you know they think nutritionists might say okay you know what you need to eat this much to gain weight you need to eat this much but you you don't really they, they minimize how important it is especially for growing the muscle damage that needs to occur right if you don't if you don't break down muscle it's not gonna grow so there needs to be kind of the encouragement uh to each client hey I need you to go hard in the gym, okay? There, there has to be some sort of progressive overload in their training, whether it's volume, whether it's intensity, um, you know, supersets, whatever it might be. Uh, but they need, a, they need to force their body to grow by breaking it down. That way, when we feed it, now it's going to grow back and, and be uh, more resistant to that damage. And guess what needs to happen next? They need to do it all over again and repeat and repeat and repeat until they get to their goals. Yeah, I, I, I think that, as I've seen with some of your clients already, the progress they've made, I think once you start seeing that, it gets a lot more easier for you to just wake up every single day and do the same thing. And that's the one thing I'm learning little by little. A few of your clients have helped me out with it as well, is is planning to make that day as easy as possible. Mm-hmm. As far as macro counting, so I, one of your members as well as you told me to go ahead and night before, your meals are ready. Put everything in ready so that way you know what exactly you're taking on the next day, what, whatever whatever it is you may have left to eat, and you can play around with it. Yeah. What would you tell you know me right now, anyone starting their first week, never counted macros before, never um, you know, put their foods into an app, what would you tell that person as far as um, to make their life easier and, and to make the entire process as, as you can say, as less stressful as possible. Yeah. So like everything in life, usually the KISS method is the best. Keep it simple, stupid, right? And when I when people sign up, they'll have a, one of the things I send them is a, just a list, a grocery list, one and two, uh, a list of certain macronutrients. So what is a fat? What is a carb? What's a protein? Stick to those things. Stick to those things at, at first. Yes, it might be a little bit boring, uh, but you don't you don't have those tools yet, right? You you don't have the experience yet. With the experience, then comes in. Okay, maybe I can fill. You know, maybe I can have twenty percent of my calories today come from a Halo Top, or you know, or maybe I can make a donut fit. Like that's that's where the fun comes in from. The but that's that's not it. You know, that's not the point. The point is, let's stick to the main foods that you consider. You know, a carb. So rice, potatoes, oatmeal, uh, sweet potato. Then for protein, lean meats. You know, you just want to stick to that. Log it in. Right. And then when you see that there's a gap, like say you're short, I don't know, 20 grams of fat at the end of the day, yet you thought you did everything. Okay. So what has a little bit more fat? Oh, you know, on, on the list, there's almonds. All right, oh, cool. I'm going I'm to put took in down some, some peanut butter the other night. There you go. There you go. That's, <laughs> in what diet did you ever think you were going to be able to not, put down none, peanut butter? None, like that, and, right? and, and people, great example. I was at, I was at my house, my friend was over and I had some carbs left. So I, I had 
I bought a six pack of donuts from Publix. I took down a chocolate t- chocolate covered donut, <laughs> and my friends are like, "How are you eating that? What happened I th- to the I, th- I, th- I thought you were eating clean." I go, I go, "It fits in my macros," but like, but but all the sugars and and all this and what what, what do you say to that to that person like what, so, that comes at you with the sugar? You just tell them you you just tell them listen. Eighty percent of my macros are considered whole foods, right? So they're kind of come from healthier sources as we want to say, or clean foods, as people like to call them. Um, what I always like to explain is that there is no good foods or bad foods. It's just, you, you know, are your portions correct? So for someone who's concerned with sugar, in the macros kind of already give you some sort of structure, and it's more than enough structure, right? Um, you're only going to eat so much sugar before you get sick, and it's the last time you're probably going to do that. You're just Your body self-regulates these things. Um, so usually when I tell someone that, or when someone comes up to me with that, I just tell them, hey, don't worry about it. We got it, you know, we got it taken care of between your fiber requirements. And, and you know, especially if if uh, if you have a, a low carb requirement, there's no chance you're fitting in a donut there. It's just not going to happen. Why? Because they're so calorically yeah. dense that you're going to be hungry if you have a donut. If you have a donut, like what I try to explain, it's like, OK, I can have a single little Krispy Kreme donut. Or I can have, you know, a huge bowl of oatmeal topped with berries and and, and a scoop of protein yeah. and have the same amount of calories. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather have that. And that's oh, going to keep yeah. me full if if I'm on a weight loss. Now, someone's trying to put on some mass and maybe they're like, you know what? I'd rather have the Krispy Kreme donut. Um, but they're still going to practice the 80-20 rule. Yeah, of course. I, I, I ran that yesterday. Yesterday was a rest day for me. So my carbs went down 20%. I had a few carbs left. It was either eat a donut or what, what did I use? Oh, I bought some, uh, like, uh, the the fruit, the fruit squeeze packs. Yeah, the packs. packets. I could have two of those yeah. or a donut. I was like, I'll just have two of those. I'm going with the volume every yeah. time, every time. It, it It's funny. I don't, I don't really, you know, restrict too much for the same reason that we want longevity, right? We're after long-term results. And the person who has the best results are the ones that can stick with this the longest. So if I can, if I can make you... If I can restrict you without restricting you, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to restrict your calories, but not tell you, hey, you can't have this. It's just a mental win for you. You're going to feel like you're not on a diet and it's just going to be that much easier until the point because, hey, if, if someone's really trying to get super lean, it's going to get dirty later. Right. It's it's going to get tough. Yeah. Uh, you know, by week eight, we've been dieting for a while and maybe calories are starting to get a little low. Um, once you get to that point, then hey, you already have all the foundation built by the time you got there. Um, and then I can, I can be a little bit more stricter with your food choices and that kind of deal. But at the, um, especially at the beginning or, or, or even, it, you know, if you're, if you're thinking long-term, those things aren't going to matter. Yeah. And the, when it comes time, the, the hard, the hardest part, and it's when you have to be strict with your food choices is when you don't have what you, what you made in front of you. Like, like you said, you know, you have a client that left their food at home or you're going out for a birthday and. And if it's your mom's birthday, she wants to go out. You're going out, and you now you now you're faced with the, with the decision of I have to order now at a restaurant, whatever it may be. And I've been waiting for this the entire episode. <laughs> I want to know. People want to know. I, I put it up on, on my Instagram. People slid through the DMs. They want to know. We had a few questions from the public. First question, which was my favorite question, was what are your top five favorite restaurants? It could be in our area or, you know, worldwide, whether it be a chain that people can go out there and, you know, it's macro friendly, but also you can order something that and not feel bad about it. Right, right. 
I would um so it depends. If we're talking uh if we're talking macro friendly and kind of everyday restaurant most people have access to, I would say Chipotle is number one. Chipotle by far is is your best choice because of the it's just highly customizable. Um, if you know if you're someone who's trying to gain weight or, or lose weight, there's always a choice for you. You know maybe um, you have to skip the guac if you're trying to lose weight or if you're trying to put on mass, you want guac, sour cream, and cheese on there, all the fats. You know, um, but whatever your your uh, choice and, and desires might be, it's there. You can always accommodate that. You know, and, and this goes with and I, I say I say Chipotle, but this really goes with most Mexican restaurants, mm-hmm. um, especially because the bowl concept is super popular. Um, a lot of them, you can kind of estimate what the portions are, you know, um, and I guess that'll piggyback on, on the next restaurant that I would say is Bolle. And Bolle is, is, I think it's just limited to the state of Florida right now, but it's a franchise that's growing and I hope they put their nutritional facts up. Um, Chipotle does have it already. Okay. Now, uh, things like Bolle and, and maybe other restaurants, and, and, I, and I wanted to mention this specifically because people are going to run into a scenario where things don't have nutrition facts. You know, what do you do then? And you want to go with with a place. Now, this is a really really good rule of thumb. A place that has foods that are easily, are uh, like are kept separate, right? Okay. So, for example, at Bolle, they have Brussels sprouts uh, that are roasted or like seasoned, right? That's separate. They're, that you get that on there. They're amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can see it. You can see it go onto your bowl. Yeah. Right. So you can kind of already estimate. Okay, about I had about a I don't know half a cup or a cup of of. Uh, yeah, you, you, you see the spoon. You see the spoonful. How big is the spoon? I I can kind of guess. Exactly. You can. You. It's not going to be perfect, but hey, you were able to at least get a meal in and not feel yeah. too bad or, or deprived. Uh, same goes with chicken. You know, it came on there. Uh, now, the things I would steer away from there are things like sauces that you're not really sure about. Um, you know, sometimes sauces are mayo based, or sometimes they're you know sugar based. Um, if if you don't know, you're better off leaving it. You know, really, how much did that add to your meal? Um, if you must must have it, then maybe estimate it. But yeah, for the most part, that's what I would I would keep away. Uh, so Bolle is another uh, choice. The other go to, and I mean, I thought you know I'm thinking in the area for right now, but Pollo Tropical, you know, <laughs> gotta go back yes, to sir. Hispanic roots. But you can't beat a small choppy chop. Um, super macro friendly. You go rice and beans and uh, chicken. Hey, that's even if they didn't have the nutritional facts. You know. You know. Yeah. You can you can just look at your plate and and kind of estimate it. Um which is another reason we like having our clients weigh their food specifically for the first one or mm-hmm. you know two months because you start to learn what portions are like and then you're prepared for the situations where you don't have the scale. Um so having the scale at home and practicing because that's what you do mm-hmm. is you can then kind of make a better decision while you're out. Um and, and kind of just to go off that, one of the things that I do do, especially since you're starting off, mm-hmm. right, and it's a little tip, is once you, let's say you, you know, you're measuring your food, all right, after you get some experience, start guessing how much food you put on, all right? So let's say you serve your rice, but you don't actually weigh it out first, then weigh it. Yeah. And be like, damn, you know, I'm pretty close, or all right, I was still a little far off. Yeah, test yourself. Exactly, test yourself so that you can really get better. I mean, everything's practice, reps, 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 reps. Um, if you can get those reps in and really kind of learn and fine tune what that uh, estimating looks like, guess what? Your decisions are going to be better off when you don't have that uh, tool. Um, Panera Bread. Panera Bread's really? another good one. Yeah, yeah. Panera Bread has really, really good options. Uh, you'll be surprised. Most of their most of their uh, sandwiches are pretty good, with the exception of like the the big like I guess just cheese ones and mm-hmm. stuff. You know, it's just going to be fat and carbs. Yeah. But hey, some people need that. Um, and then 
they the cool thing is they offer the option of having the whole sandwich or the half sandwich and then you can add a soup so you can you can really play with the combos and all their uh, nutritional facts are on there on on uh, most tracking apps but my fitness pal is the one we usually use um and then chick-fil-a chick-fil-a is a good one too I mean, it's uh, anywhere that's usually chicken-based. Okay. It's going to have some sort of grilled chicken. and It's going to be macro-friendly. Um, the one, one sad, sad thing is the Chick-fil-A sauce. Ah. I know. I know. It's I'm, not, more, I'm more of a Polynesian sauce kind uh, of guy. But uh, it's okay. Polynesian is slightly. I'm sure that one's just as bad. It's it's just pure sugar. Yeah. It's, <laughs> but same thing. Man, same thing with, I, I put it in back, way back, way when, when I tried to count my own macros. I went to Chipotle. And I put in the Chipotle dressing. Oh yeah, it's terrible, dude. It's so awful. I've never, I haven't had it since. There you go. Because it. it just, it, it just sits in my head how I'm bad glad. it was. So good. That's why how tra- bad it was. That's why tracking is amazing. You Jeez. learn those, those little things. Did you? Do you really miss the dressing? No. Yes. Not anymore after I saw what it does to me. And it's like two hundred calories unnecessary. Like, this is a waste. This is yeah. a waste. It's a waste of, of macros. Yeah. It's a waste of macros. Oh. Yeah. Now you're learning. Now you're Jeez. learning. <laughs> awareness man and i remember you told me once and i was actually kind of surprised with it um it's around here longhorn steakhouse you told me yeah yeah so if you're trying a little bit step up longhorn steakhouse is great um again so think about what's what gets served there you know it's something that's very separated so you have a steak you have you know the asparagus side which is usually what i get like i think it's called flo's filet usually what okay. i get um or the renegade then uh, asparagus and a sweet potato. Now the sweet potato, depending on what you have left for the day, you might not be able to add, you know, the what is it, the marshmallow and brown sugar yeah. or butter, mm-hmm. and and that's fine. You really don't miss it all that much. Um, but again, foods that are separated and very easily uh, tracked. So and you can apply this to anything. Yeah. You know, the we have the comfort at franchise restaurants of having nutritional facts. But uh, if you don't, just try to stick to the same thing. Yeah. What about what about Outback? Same, same, same. I would, I would apply the same exact principle. And again, it's a franchise, so your franchises are all going to have macros for the most part. You know, the big franchises, the Staples, Chili's, Applebee's—they're all going to have some choices in there. Um, I actually, I'm, I'm more of a fan. I guess now also because I'm more comfortable, but um, with tracking. But I, I'm more of a fan of trying the mom and pop shops and, and you know, supporting okay. local businesses. Of course. So. Um, you know, just because we're mentioning some of these other, I guess, the big franchises, don't, you know, don't be scared to try whatever, you know, whatever, you know, the the local Indian place or something yeah. like that. You know, um, try, just try to make it fit. Try to make your best educated guess and plan your day around having that nice dinner at whatever restaurant you'd yeah. like. And and I feel that as, again, as you take time and, and time passes with you counting your macros and, and weighing everything and, and, you know, obviously eating it you kind of get a feeling like hey you know maybe i've eaten this much maybe this is uh this is where i need to stop yeah yeah exactly um and which is gonna happen you know kind of going back to what we did with the athletes this week as far as taking them off the app and tracking they already know what it feels like to feel good hitting their macros so the moment that they're that you know if they're listening to their bodies and they feel like uh, i don't feel too good after eating this right now um, they're going to stop and guess yeah. what? They're not going to repeat that meal that day or you're probably down the road. You know, they're just going to remember that. Um, so yeah, you might, you know, day one, you might be super happy that, Oh, Javi, you know, left the, the let, let the chains off. But guess what? After having two donuts, it's you're good. 
you're good. Like, you know, you, you got it out of your system. Probably tomorrow, you know, lunch and dinner pro- or uh, breakfast and lunch are probably going to look the same yeah. as they always do. It's just um, once you learn how your body feels and what it likes in the fuel, you're, you're not going back. Yeah. And, uh, you know, speaking of fuel for the body, what are some foods and supplements questioned in by the uh, by one of our uh, one, of, one of the followers? Mm-hmm. What are some foods and supplements to help ramp up metabolism? Uh, so can't really ramp up metabolism. I know it, it's, it's, it's a heartbreaker. And, and usually this is why if, if you see the recommended supplement list for myself, it's not very big. Um, the best, the best way to ramp up your metabolism is through exercise and diet. Um, and, and, and ramping it up through diet means that you're going to try to increase food. It's not going to make you lose weight. So, um, but but there are certain things that have I don't know how statistically significant they are, but there's things like uh, like capsaicin from from peppers from red, uh, peppers. Um, there's things like you know like drinking a cold glass of water upon waking mm-hmm. up means you're. But these things are so negligible. They're so negligible. Um, I, I and really the and I you know if if you're someone who doesn't drink caffeine at all, then caffeine will have a mild. Uh, metabolism boosting effect but even that just lasts about two to three weeks before your body um gets used, gets to, used it. to it that effect is significant i mean you'll still have you'll still feel the effects of caffeine as far as like keeping you awake and a little bit of the stimulant mm-hmm. effect um but as far as like a raise in body temperature and metabolism that's not happening gotcha gotcha yeah i mean that's that was a good question because i i honestly yeah no we get it a lot and i think um for for maybe for that for that follower who was you know wondering about that question, I would if I'm guessing weight loss is what they're after since they want to ramp up their mm-hmm. metabolism, and if they're looking at something like a fat burner that promises this, it's likely the stim effect that what they're after and the appetite control. Like if you're getting a fat burner, that's actually what you're gonna going to get. So um, just know that going in, and that's fine. You know, um, myself when I when I'm dieting down, which I'm gonna start doing now. My, my biggest problem is my appetite. I have a huge appetite. And it's not that I stress eat. It's not that it's just like, dude, I'll put down food and it's just like, all right. I'm hungry. Yeah, let's let's keep eating. Um, so so sometimes a fat burner can definitely be a good good deal. But I like coffee. So I'll, I'll stick to coffee. Yeah, and, you know, speaking of coffee, um, I love coffee as well. And I it's one of my, you know, it gets me up, whether it's going for a workout, whether it's going um, into work. And one of, the other, one of the other questions from one of the other followers was, what is the, we can kind of combine two questions. What is the best thing to eat pre and post workout? And then before that, is there a natural, is there a natural way or su- a supplemental way of getting hyped up for pre-workout? Like, what do you recommend as far as someone that wants to get, you know, hyped for workout, whether it be natural or supplemental? And then what's the best thing to eat? pre and post workout so i'll tackle the food one because that's going to come first before mm-hmm. you you take any pre-workout um you'll want to eat whatever it is you eat you want it to digest then take your uh, pre-workout so it hits on a kind of semi-empty stomach um but so let's start with the pre and post pre and post are going to look very very similar um it also depends on when you work out depend you know what i would recommend not because of uh a food being better than another but because chances are i'm not going to tell you to have chicken and rice for breakfast you know um if that's your pre-workout meal but generally, if we're talking macros, you want to keep it low fat, probably under about eight grams, uh, seven, eight grams per meal. And then you want to have a, 
the majority of your carbs between your pre and post workout. For my clients, I'll have them do about 25% before, 25% after, give or take a little bit. Um, for the general public, if you're not really tracking macros, but you're still kind of interested in, in how to optimize your pre-workout meal, that would be my uh, recommendation. You know, just have the majority of your uh, low carb fats, I'm sorry, low um, low fat carbs be around your workout and then pair it with some sort of protein. So what does that look like in the real world? You know, it could be as far as uh, you can do a banana and a protein shake with unsweetened almond milk or water. Um, you can do a bowl of oatmeal and four egg whites. You can do a triple zero Greek yogurt. Oof. You can do those are good. Those are good. You can do two of them. You can do uh, a serving or two of Fairlife chocolate milk. Oof. Oof. No, I know. I'm hitting. Them. <laughs> um, and I tell you guys because these are a lot of the ones. I mean, I I go out of my way to try to find new things more for my clients than anything because I can eat the same thing all over again um, all the time. But um, these are all good choices, and there's so much more that I don't know. Um, and I and I really really uh, urge people to go out there, go to the go to the supermarket, start looking at nutritional labels, take some of the things that we've talked about here in the podcast, and and apply it. Like, okay, you know what? This really doesn't fit in within my day. I, I shouldn't be eating this. Or you know what? This would be a good addition to my day. Um, now as far as supplements for, you know, get high, get some energy. If you're an evening trainer, meaning after 5 PM, I would try to limit caffeine. Um, it's going to interfere with your sleep and I don't want to hear, Oh, it doesn't matter. I can have a cup of coffee before bed. I've, I've, I, I go to bed with one other person who said yeah. that. All right. And, and I hear from everyone. It messes with your sleep, whether you like it or not, it messes with your sleep. Um, you may fall asleep, close your eyes, but you're not getting into those deeper levels of sleep that you want. So um, creatine is something you definitely want um, pre or post. It really doesn't matter throughout the day. I would also recommend beta alanine, and that's going to allow for uh, more endurance. And then the route that I would go for energy is I would go more for like uh, for nootropics. So maybe keep low. Uh, ca- caffeine's always, always something you want um, for the people in the evening, a little lower dose. Um, but Definitely go with like something like nootropics, like Alpha GPC are good. Uh, Noah Pept is good too, um, and there's a few other ones. So, uh, I mean, if we can't, do you do the podcast notes? We, 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 can, we can do, do right. Yeah, we can we, we can, can put in some notes, some like links yeah. to to specific, or I'll put them on our Instagram if you guys want to go on there. Um, but yeah, there's there's some very good products out there that that's taking kind of the the nootropics and focus stuff in there, and I think that's what makes people feel real good, you know, when they're locked in and gotcha. dialed in into their workouts. Yeah, and and you brought up you brought up the good point of of sleep and how um, caffeine after a certain period of after a certain point in the day can affect your sleep. We're gonna finish this uh, this conversation off on this question: What are some of the best foods, whether be, or foods, drinks, supplements? to enhance your sleep to, to, to allow you to get a deeper sleep yeah so um i guess the first recommendation would be leaving some fats for right before bed easiest 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 one you can do is fish oil because um, you can just take some caps or if you have like a liquid one you just take a spoonful and the reason that is is because sometimes when we wake up in the middle of the night it's it's due to hunger and uh, like a sugar blood spike or a blood sugar spike that kind of jolts you out of bed. You can fall back asleep, but it's already messed with your sleep a little bit. Um, so one of the things that fat does is stabilize blood sugars. So you definitely want a good dose of that. So that can be fish oil. It could be a handful of almonds. It can be uh, peanut butter. You know, th- that'll be a great choice. Um, and then the other the, as far as supplements goes um, or drinks, I like to recommend the sleepy time tea. 
because it has valerian root and chamomile, two calming agents. They're not going to make you drowsy in the morning, but they will make you feel um, just, you know, more calm. Kind of those, the mm-hmm. stress will go away from the long day. Um, and then melatonin is good. It's our natural hormone that allows us to fall asleep. Um, and we don't, unfortunately, we don't work the hours that, uh, that nature intended us to work, you know, um, we should be outside at, you know, and getting some sunlight throughout the day. And a lot of us don't, a lot of us are, while the sun's out, we're indoors working in in a cubicle, you know? Um, so that messes with our, our sleep patterns and it makes it really hard to fall asleep at night. So that's, uh, that's a decent addition. And then another thing I would also is, uh, take into account as it's not a food, it's not a supplement, but it's rather an action, you know, take your, take some time to put away your phones, and relax, guys. You know, um, you have a very stressful day with your, whether you've assimilated or not and you're, and you're aware of it, um, you, you do. And there's a lot of things that are going on that we might not be um, aware of. And it's nice to just take half an hour, 45 minutes to, whether it's meditate or stretch or, or kind of just like be away from the phone and, and kind of the, the, the constant influx of information that we're getting all day, whether we're on Instagram or at work or whatever. Um, I just relax, give your brain a chance to hang out and, 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 you know, cool off before you try to go to sleep. Yeah. And, and one of the best things of doing that, that I do is, uh, listen to some podcasts. So hopefully someone can be listening to this podcast and, uh, like, Hey, look, I'm doing that right now. How saying, put your phone away, find a way to calm yourself. I'm doing it right now. Uh, listening to freaking fitness podcast, Javi, again, thank you so much for being a part. You know, we did the first open one and and we got so many great reviews. Um, people just wanted to hear back from you because, because again, nutrition is such a, a, it's a flimsy topic. Yeah, it's to, a part of every day. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think um, it's unique. The, this program is unique in the sense of because it's not as strict and stressful as the other ones will be. And it, 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 it gives people the opportunity to be like, you know, if this is something that I really want, that I have to do something about it. Yep. You know, I, I have Javi there to, to help me there and to guide me through it and to check in with him. But... This is mostly on me. And, and then when you're finally, when you see the progress, when you see the all your hard work pay off, you know it's all on you. Exactly. You can take the credit for it. That's why I, I never, I never, ever take credit for anyone's progress. Um, they all, I just guide them, you know, but at the end of the day, it's it's them. They're the ones that are being successful. Absolutely. And so for those people that maybe might be interested in, in having you guide them next, where can they go ahead and find you on social media? So on social media, where our Instagram's extremely active, uh, my or it's freaking nutrition on there. On Twitter, we're gonna get pretty active and dropping uh, tweets every now and then, kind of keep you guys up to date with everything and, and tips. Um, and our YouTube channel, our YouTube channel, we're always always putting out free content on there, uh, whether it's uh, you know recipes or or workouts or whatever it might be, it, it's on there. So find those freaking nutrition just look it up uh, and then our website if you would want more information what it is that the program offers and our pricing and all that it's on there myfreakingnutrition.com awesome awesome and you and you are located here um on campus you can say at freaking crossfit right. uh in pembroke pines one hobby uh once again brother thank you so much for joining us we'll, we'll, we'll probably do it again yeah and sure. be on be on the lookout guys uh, i'm pretty sure for, for, i've heard from 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 a few birds that you got some stuff, some work up your sleeve. Yep, yep. Coming we, on up, so we might we might be uh, learning from the <laughs> podcast. Though, so. uh, thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Thank you again, the freaking nutrition's very own Javier Melian for joining us on the freaking fitness podcast. If you enjoyed our conversation just as much as I did, 
Be sure to let us know by continuing the conversation and follow us on all social media. You can follow me at Alan M. Duarte and the podcast at Frickin' Fit Pod. You can follow Javi at Frickin' Nutrition. You can also email him for more information at nutrition at frickincrossfit.com. When we spell frickin', it's F-R-E-A-K-I-N. You could also be the first to listen to future episodes and catch up on previous episodes by subscribing wherever you listen to your podcast, such as Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast, Google Play, and more. Thank you all again for tuning into episode four of the Frickin' Fitness Podcast. Until next Monday, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week, an even better weekend, and remember, stay frickin' fit.